You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, at that time of the evening, uh, where we join our very own Anwar Kafsamani segment, uh, driving uh, with Anwar. Anwar, as you know, he's a world-class mechanic also. Uh, he's an economist and he's a lecturer and that's someone that I embrace and celebrate very dearly. My lighty blue, I call him. Anwar Kasim, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful evening? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, Brother Shafat. You know, last week, exactly the same time, Brother Shafat, we, we were at a loss of light in Sipingo Beach. Fortunately enough, the light, we had exactly the same scenario today, and now we were the loss of water. So not much has changed, Brother Shafat, but Alhamdulillah, health-wise and sanity-wise, I think we're doing perfectly fine. Uh, you know, Anwar, uh, with all these uh, conditions uh, that we are facing, but by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are swimming through and we know how to, uh, you know, uh, navigate ourselves uh, through this uh, rough time, uh, but Allah is with us. Uh, well, Anwar, you know, we always talk about, uh, in your segments, uh, the cars, the petrol, we talk about uh, what's the latest in the uh, motoring front. Uh, but let's start off uh, with the, the new mini electric uh, hatch. I mean, it seems like uh, the uh, electric is in everyone's mind. But in our country, when we talk electrics, we got a, a minister of electricity who's short-circuiting from the moment he took uh, a position of power. It sounds like he's a powerhouse. He's, I don't know what power to call it. But anyway, uh, let's uh, talk about our uh, the new mini electric hatcher. What's good about that new mini electric hatcher, Anwar? No, Alhamdulillah, you know, Brother Shafan, I can elaborate on what you said, but let's talk about the topic at hand. We are actually <laughs> talking about the money. <laughs> and, you know, uh, the money actually, initially the money, the electric money had a range of 215 kilometers, but a lot of improvements has been done thereafter. Because now two new models are actually surfacing in the market. One is the E and one is the SE money. And Alhamdulillah, you know, one is coming from 135 kilowatt motor and the other one is coming with 160 kilowatt uh, uh, electric motor. And the range of these vehicles is anywhere between 300 and 400 kilometers. And I think we all know, you know, usually uh, if you look at Jaguar, if you look at Mini, they're basically it's all British vehicles. But fortunately enough, or whatever the case may be, you know, it's actually owned by BMW at the present moment. So the money that we are actually talking at the present moment is actually from, is manufactured and exported from Germany itself. And I really have the whole thing, you know, as a mechanic, you know, a lot of these vehicles, if you look at the BMW, the F30, if you look at the money Cooper on the petrol side of it, uh, you will find that the money, the Citroen, the, the BMW, all of these vehicles, even the Peugeots, have exactly the same motor. Because you notice that a lot of these companies are merging nowadays to make better, more efficient motors. You know, so especially when it comes to the engine side of it, the bodies might look totally different, the characteristics of the bodies, but the engine itself all is exactly the same. You know, so once again, we have a BMW-powered uh, money, you know, and Alhamdulillah, they will do fairly well, but I think we mentioned in the previous show, the starting price hasn't been really selected as yet on these vehicles, but it's somewhere in the region of over 700,000 vehicles that are introducing to, uh, in, uh, being introduced to South Africa. Yes, Anwar, and then we talk about petrol, we talk about our fuel, and we talk about our energy, and... Uh, once again, the news headlines, they, like, they, they're playing with our emotions, and now they say, bleak outlook for petrol. 
What's so, so bleak about it, Anwar? You know, when it comes to the petrol, you know, we live in a yo-yo society because it fluctuates virtually every single month. We might have a downside of one month, but obviously we have upsides more than downsides in this country. You know, if you're looking at uh, the petrol price, now if our listeners are not really aware of it, petrol is actually evaluated, the cost of petrol is evaluated on the first Wednesday of each month. And they found that there was a global recession when it comes to the oil and because of that in the Rand dollar exchange and a few other criteria that was met, you know, we, we have a fluctuation of petrol itself. And petrol, I think we are, we are aware that has increased to 37 cents in May. But according to the analysts at the present, they actually, you know, they say don't get too comfortable with the 37 cents increase because we are bound to have further increases, you know, in the latter part of this year or the months to come. So obviously, I think we as South Africans have based ourselves, you know, for always the unforeseen but the expected, I would say, because, you know, we don't really get to save money in any way whatsoever in South Africa for some reason. If you look at every department or every sector, you know, you, you find that we are being exploited, you know, and the saddest part about life here in South Africa, it seems like slavery has been imposed again because they draw in blood from stone. You know, where they can't get any. And if you find that, you know, uh, just today I took my wife for shopping, uh, Brother Shafat, you know, just to buy a few items. And if you look at the pricing structures on the shelves itself, we'll tell you exactly what a raw deal we have. And this prices seem to be fluctuating and increasing every single month, you know, because I know my pricing on a lot of uh, commodities. And obviously, there's an upscale when it comes to that. So it becomes very unaffordable for people, and they're creating a very, very thin margin when it comes to the poverty line. So it's disappointing that our government, if you know, he didn't lay his pockets with all this money, or the more than six cents a litre that he makes on fuel, and make it, make it affordable for people out there. And people can most probably live again, uh, Brother Shepard, but it's really, really disappointing. You know, it might sound like 37 cents, but every time we fill our tank, and I think we all do a lot of mileage, you know, irrespective of what we do in life, but obviously a car became a necessity. It's not a luxury anymore. And uh, with that taken at heart, you'll notice that if you drop the price of fuel, everything gets dropped. But he deliberately forsakes us to actually pay that increase, pay that added uh, amount, you know, so it is very disappointing to the consumer out there. Yeah, I know that you're making a lot of sense, uh, you know. I mean, uh, both you and I love uh, feeding birds and all those uh, animals that come into our yards, and especially those bird seeds we buy. I mean, I'm amazed to see that uh, that has shot up by something like 40 or 45 rands uh, for a 10 kg bag, and what? Have you noticed you know, that? It's, it's, it's irony that you say that, talking about seeds, sitting at uh, the black gentleman, in this food island, I had to buy rabbit food, and I, I buy. In fact, I bought that yesterday, and today it was just bits and pieces that I had to buy. And I was at this island. The bird food sitting at the establishment I went to was fifty nine rands a bag. So I actually sent into a place which is much cheaper because I had to buy bird seeds in ten kilo packs, like three at uh, three at a time. So it lasts me for most probably about a, a ten days. You know. So that itself will tell you it becomes difficult, Brother Shafat, you know, with all commodities, especially the birds. I mean, I, I, I feed kittens. I've got turtles. I have um, the, the, the inside birds, you know, hand-reared birds. 
we have all these kittens, I have uh, a, a dog, you know. So there's so many different animals that we have to feed each and every month. And you notice that the pricing structures of even the foods for them is gone ridiculously high. And you can't keep it because somebody has to absorb the cost of transport, you know, and it's disappointing once again. Yeah, our Mufti AK, he's uh, feeding a lot of birds in the morning. I wonder what's uh, your budget, Mufti Saab, about you. You know, I, I mean, you got, I've got the birds, I got my roosters, I got my hens, I got, I even got beautiful chicks now, and what, and uh, they, they, the hens, and, and then the, some people's jobs are coming here, the rednecks, so many varieties, and what, they all wait for, in the, uh, for me in the morning, and there they are. But what a satisfaction it gives me. So when I was buying my last batch of, uh, you know, the uh, bird seeds, and uh, the guy looked at me, um, and he happened to be a Muslim uh, manager of the store. So he said, hey, I know what, pension day. He said, no, but uh, then the cashier said, no, pension day was yesterday. I said, no, it doesn't matter. I miss pension day. I don't mind uh, spending the extra. Maybe I'll get extra sawab. He won't believe it. The Muslim manager heard it, uh, Anwar. And guess what he did? He gave me the 10% discount. He gave it to me. He said, no, 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 no. You're a regular customer. Yeah, I know that. And I laughed at him. I said, hey, this is Muslim power. And he gave me a big smile after that. So, alhamdulillah, subsequently... You know, alhamdulillah, out... you know what's laughable? The pension day part. You are not at a pensionable age to even be on those. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look it. You definitely no. don't look it. No, no, but uh, anyway, they give it to me. I said, no, you know, I make a plan and all. Everywhere, you go to a house, uh, any, there's a pension. I said, oh, pension, okay, don't worry. We make a plan for you. But alhamdulillah, what, uh, you know, we, we, you and I, we have that habit. Uh, perhaps that's one of our biggest sadaqah that we, uh, we, we, we give to uh, feeding those animals. And what joy it gives us, alhamdulillah. I think I need to pay you a special. Uh, have you got the aquarium, uh, the, the turtles in the aquarium, Anwar? Yes, I do. I've got that. And I, I even got a hedgehog. Uh, and in fact, we had to go buy lettuce, you know, for one of them. So we've got so many animals. And, you know, alhamdulillah, um, my son gets the controls the dog. He feeds the dog. My kids feed the rabbits, the, the hedgehog, and the turtle. And my responsibility is the 10 cats outside and the cat that we have on the inside, you know. So alhamdulillah, the whole day we we, we busy. We, we all got our time frames you know, for each one of our pets and to make sure my wife always complains. She tells me, why do you feed the cats all the time? I said, no, because I don't want them to leave and get knocked. I don't want them to go looking for food. So they'd rather just have food all the time. So it's a bad habit. I used to do exactly the way. I used to feed the birds. I used to do exactly the same thing. Unfortunately, I had to stop feeding the birds because there was so much of stray cats that came into my place that I ended up feeding them and they had these kittens and it, it, it's a recurring process, you know. So somehow now we're feeding all the cats. But I do miss the birds, but obviously we cannot accommodate both of them together, you know. So I don't have that type of problem. So instead of feeding the birds now, I feed all the stray cats. Well, I got used to your birds, and I I, I remember that cockatiel was uh, like, he was wild over you. I mean, you were just like, what happened to him? You, you, who who you gave it to, Anwar? No, I still got him. He was a replacement for a brutal frontal Amazon that we had. Yeah, uh, we yes. had this bird, this most beautiful bird, and he was a talking bird. And he got sick one day, and uh, we rushed him to a vet. Paid a thousand seven hundred, but unfortunately, he still passed away. You know, so I told my kids, I, I, I've got this habit. Whenever I lose a pet, I have got to replace it. You know, so our heart softens a little. You know, so I, I've done that all my life with my with my, with my kids. 
And I went and bought this cockatiel. I told, thought to myself, you know, how much can a cockatiel really do? You know, so it doesn't really, he's not really going to talk. It's, you know, he's just going to be there. The kids can play with him and, you know, it's handsy and that was it. But I was wrong because the cockatiel that we've got, he hymns all the nursery lines that my kids have taught him. Alhamdulillah, there's so many things he does. He's infatuated with mothers. So he became part of the family. Alhamdulillah, I still got him. I think it's over four years now, you know. And I've also got lovebirds, and this is a good story to the lovebirds, though. Uh, one day night, it appeared in one of the uh, uh, social media platforms that this guy lost his wife, and this bird refused to eat, and, you know, and if anybody can take it off for a few rands, you know. So we went all the way to Overport, a nice Muslim gentleman. He lost his wife due to unforeseen circumstances. She passed away, and we bought it because of that. And we even got him company now, you know. So there's two of these uh, lovebirds I have. But Alhamdulillah, they, they sing the whole day, Barishafat, you know. So each one of these pets we have, you know, those whose pet lovers will understand, you know, the bond that you share with them. And I've always told, I always tell people, I says, you know, they are so appreciative of what you do for them. You know, unlike people, the one day you decide or you, you don't have the needs or the, the ability to help, you find you become a bad-mouthed person, you know. There's a lot of bad words that goes around. But pets will never, ever turn their back on you. And alhamdulillah, I think, you know, with the blessing and duas that we get from feeding these animals, it suffices not that I don't do for people, but Brother Shafat, you know, the, the pleasure we have from feeding them, from looking them and watching them grow, I, I think it's enormous, really. Uh, no, that's uh, unique indeed. Uh, whilst you talk about the cat, I mean, uh, you are not a cat, Person, I mean, I'm amazed that you've taken so, uh, you know, warmly to cats now. Because uh, you know, I've got my tabby uh, Leo, the big uh, ginger one, and uh, uh, Silko is a uh, Siamese, uh, you know, cat. She's big too. I mean, uh, we've got them for over ten years, and you know, they, as you said, they're so much part of the family, and they are such fussy eaters. And what you just have to buy them a certain brand. Others they just refuse to eat. And if there's a rat running somewhere, they won't even go for the rat. Or if there's a, a, you know, even if they catch a bird, they'll just come and dump it in front of you. They won't do anything with it. Uh, if there's a snake in the garden, they rather play with the snake than kill the snake. I mean, what type of uh, cats we having nowadays, Anwar? You know, very true. I've always been a cat person. The problem with us, stop having cats, you know, when I got mad many, many years ago, my wife suffers with sinus. So I tried to stay away from cats until I, uh, I heard one. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. I could hear a kitten cry. It was a rainy, blistery night, you know, with thunderstorms. And I told my small daughter, let's go out and let's look for this, you know, this a kitten. You could hear it howling. And we found this small baby. He must have been a few days old in very thick, dense grass, you know. And we brought him in the house. We, we put a hair tie a of a distance. We dried him up, you know, so... From that day onwards, next thing you know, Bershapat, we have a multiple amount of cats in this yard. You know, so I've always been a cat person. I think they're the most beautiful things, really. You can do anything, and they are so playful and enjoyable just by looking at them. You know, so I, I think we get the most amount of drugs from the cats that we have, really. Yeah. I even I talk to the roosters and the cats and that the, hey they understand you and well and one day I'll give you a live demonstration. Well we're moving back to our cars, yeah. Oh, we're looking at South Africa's uh, first hybrid uh, bucky. Talk to me about it, Anwar. Now Jag, uh, you're talking about the Jag T nine. 
it actually comes in a double cab with a 4x4 and a 4x2 version of it. And it comes fully electric, it comes hybrid, it comes petrol, and it comes diesel. Both of which are two-liter motors. You know, Alhamdulillah, you know, this vehicle is extraordinary. You know, it's exceptionally well designed. It has quite a lot of feature comforts, we may call it. Dual of climate control, multifunction steering, seven-inch digital instrument cluster, 10.4-inch info. Attainment uh, scheme, we call it, you know. But Alhamdulillah, I have a lot more than that. And when you look at this vehicle, it's a good competitor in the market, really speaking. But if you look at the pricing structure, the pricing, unfortunately, hasn't really been set on this vehicle as yet. But it should be coming towards the latter part of this year or next year in South Africa. And I think, you know, whenever a vehicle is introduced, you know, a lot of safety features, I mean, or aspects have to be considered, especially like South Africa holds some very high standards when it comes to the safety of all these vehicles. You know, so obviously it has seven dual airbags and, you know, X, Y, Z. So it is exceptionally nice. And if you look at this hybrid vehicle, all of it is covered with 100,000 or five-year warranty on it. And if you look at the two-liter version, it comes with 125 kilowatts, 410 newton meter torque. The petrol is 168 kilowatts with 318 newton meter torque. And the electric vehicle will give you a range of anything around 400 kilometers. Now, if you look at the size of the vehicle itself, obviously there are yeah, packages that you can buy and get a little more range out of, out of it. Now, being a double cab and being the weight of the vehicle itself, you know, it is a substantial uh, version when it comes to uh, the range of it. Now, for you to get 400 kilometers range on a double cab, Alhamdulillah, you know, Brother Shepard is exceptionally good. So that's apparently, according to the guys out there, you know, the um, the the, the um, uh, motorists, you know, they're actually very keen on these vehicles. And inshallah, you know, I, I think those things would really do well. So as we say, you know, in the last few months, we're having quite a bit of introductions when it comes to hybrid electric vehicles into South Africa. I suppose all that has changed because we're having, you know, uh, we have solar-powered energy, uh, you know, uh, charging stations, you know, so if you are still dependent on ESCOM, which we're not really, you know, you'll find that we wouldn't have uh, insurgence of such uh, or that amount of vehicles being introduced to South Africa. So, Alhamdulillah, we need to also thank the private sector for that because they actually um, brainstormed the idea of uh, solar-powered uh, charging stations for all those vehicles. So now people are really considering it, you know. You know, I, I think our future when it comes to electric vehicles or hybrid vehicles is very bright in this country. Yeah, and, well, and as we move on and then we look at the driver's license fiasco, I mean, look at this. Uh, if the machine breaks, you have to wait for someone from overseas to come and uh, sort it out or you have to get some parts from there. I mean, uh, this is so illogical. But once again, it uh, if you applied for your driver's license now, you have to wait for some time now. And what? The estimation time of waiting for a driver's license between, let's say, two to three weeks because of the breakages, and they, they call it a routine maintenance, you know, uh, which is a total lie, I would say. The machine broke, bottom line. There's no routine maintenance. Apparently, these guys are doing maintenance and they found a part was broken, so they have to import the part from the actual manufacturer itself. I really don't find that, you know, I don't take ease to that. But anyway, all said and done, uh, they call it maintenance between April the 1st to April 19th, you know. So after the, about three weeks, uh, they estimate that it will resume back to normal. But, uh, you know, the irony of the whole thing, Dr. Shafat, is they come as a new judicial uh, licensing system from uh, latter part of 2023 to uh, 2025. 
and it will feature biometric data, holograms, watermarks, all because of all the sporting licenses and accent rates that we have on the road. And that is the irony of this country. You know, they cannot keep the simple things working. And now they're going to create more complex or import and spend taxpayers' money in more complex items that they won't even know how to operate. You know, so they have big dreams mm-hmm. ahead, you know. But really speaking, if you look at the Minister of Transport, you know, if you consider his own people, because really speaking, when it comes to fraudulent licenses, it all stems from their own uh, department, you know. But here he wants to eradicate it. I mean, he eradicate the people that actually dream the wrong in your own department, because that is how people are being issued all these fake licenses. You know, very suddenly you'll find these guys are printing in one of their homesteads. You know, so now with the biometric system that is coming, obviously it will be another, you know, it's like every time money, that a new uh, bill that is introduced, you find the counterfeiting is there, you know, to, to counteract it. And by the time you figure out it's a counterfeit uh, money, it's too late, you have lost money. But exactly the same, by the time these people really figure out the new system that's going to be introduced later on this year, it'll be too late because it'll be inundated and flooded in the market with all the scams, you know. And people obviously will find the loophole in the system. But once again, we must take our hats off to our minister of transport, you know. I have no idea what they mean. So, Alhamdulillah, you know, we just go with the flow, Brother Shafat. Now, once again, go with the flow, Anwar. And then uh, looking at the Suzuki, they have a new uh, walk, uh, walk uh, horse, they say. Uh, it looks like a walk horse, and it's... Uh, is it a 200,000 or is it under 200,000 rand, Anwar? It's a rand under 200,000, you know. So, I, I mean, that is a sales technique people tend to, tend to use, 199,999. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, all said and done, uh, Suzuki itself is a beautiful brand. I had the pleasure of actually driving a courtesy vehicle in December. Exceptionally light. I actually took to this vehicle. It was a, a nice, comfortable family vehicle, you know. And uh, I, I took my hat off at Suzuki. You know, initially the spares availability and a lot of there was a lot of downside to Suzuki is because I think of availability of spares and dealerships. But now there's about 95 dealerships spread across South Africa itself. So they're all at arm's length. I will say the vehicle that we're actually talking about is a beautiful panel van. You know, and it's a 1.4 liter, and it's exceptionally light on fuel. It comes with the 100,000 warranty, and it got a Caden a 1-2N, a country, the series name of the engine itself. And it, it is designed like old Toyotas or the old Datsun Buckies. In the sense, it is very easy to maintain because your spark plugs, your oil changes, everything is easily accessible, just like the good old days. Unlike the vehicles or modern vehicles today, you need special tools just to pull out plugs, you know. So this vehicle is a very simplified version of it. And uh, it has some nice feature comforts also, like ABS baking system, reverse uh, cameras. It has two airbags. And uh, the one side, downside to it is the only color they introduce into South Africa is white itself. So they actually estimate this vehicle more for deliveries, more to, for getting out of tight spaces. Actually, this vehicle is doing phenomenally well in India at the present moment. And now it's being introduced in South Africa. And if you look at the pricing structure of it, uh, that vehicle without doubt will do exceptionally well. Because I think Suzuki has really picked up its mark here in South Africa. It's earned its, its right to be in one of the levels here, you know, in the upper levels or in the notch market. I mean, we drive on the roads nowadays. We see the amount of uh, Suzuki's out there. And I, I think, you know, people are being to realize. I mean, 
we know Japanese bulls, you know, things to last. And I, I think people are having a fair share of that right now. So I think people are very comfortable with the Suzuki brand at the present. Yeah, you know, I've got a memory. I had a Suzuki FA50, and I used to go to the mosque and back with that. Uh, it was ideal for me, Anwar. And, uh, you know, quick, this is Azan, and I'm there. And then uh, Mulana Harun, the son, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for his cover Muhammad was a small kid. As he grew, I should give him a ride. He called me a motorbike uncle, so I'll take him round and round the mosque. And eventually, I gave lots of uh, mosque kids a ride on that uh, FA50. And it was, uh, you know, fun to put the helmet on and come. And I should have friends of mine, big men. They'll come and borrow it and say, hey, chef, I need to go to Spingo Rail. Come and jump in. You remember Chinna the cop? He's also passed on. And all of my friends, I mean, it was a, a tiny bike, but it was quite a strong thing. And uh, I mean, uh, those were wonderful days and days. I mean, you could ride them up and down. Today, if you ride and someone will come and pull your bike away from you too. And what a fascinating uh, evening with you. And uh, perhaps your parting words uh, this evening? No, alhamdulillah, brothers. You know, sitting on this platform with you always give me a sense of peace, you know, tranquility. And alhamdulillah, you know, I enjoy all our segments we have. You know, considering the show tends to be a multi-show and you know, we tend to talk about so many diverse topics itself. And, and, and you know, it makes me realize, alhamdulillah, you know, that I think we all have a certain amount of gift when it comes to uh, our minds itself, you know, because the mind tends to store so much more than we can really believe and uh, grasp itself. So, alhamdulillah, it's been nice with you on this platform. And inshallah, you know, there are listeners out there, you know, we we just in trying times at the moment. You know, I might come across a little harsh when it comes to the government. I think we all feel that urgency and that need to express ourselves at times. But inshallah, you know, in time to come, I, I suppose maybe our kids, our grandkids, they will reap the benefits of all the fights. You know, initially we fought apartheid, now we fight survival. You know, so in, in, you know, inshallah, I think. Uh, times might just change, and that is what we all hope for. So we all can live in a dunya that is free of all evil. So I, I think that is my wish for tonight, Brother Shafar. Jazakallah khair, Anwar. And as uh, we know that you are a man uh, gifted uh, with an all-round knowledge, so we can't waste it. And alhamdulillah, I mean, I had some uh, topics to do on economy and all that, but, you know, we can see how time has caught up. Our pets uh, jumped in uh, this evening. But you have a beautiful, wonderful evening ahead. And we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, sir, people, time for us to go for the Isha Zan. And inshallah, we will continue after that.